Coming live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. I'm excited tonight, the professional experts, and we'll get them in here in just a moment. Let me welcome in my co-host, Duck Riley. How are you, sir? Doing well, Precious. How about yourself? Doing really good, sir. And I'm sure that our other co-host will will be in here soon after he gets everything set with Bible study. So we'll look forward to that. Our singing Alexa is uh, will be with us then. So let's go ahead. President, without a doubt, he might, he might, you know, he he might be starting on his new career. Listen, I seriously now, I I didn't know Tim could sing like that. I, I thought he sound sound really good, so um, for sure. So I'm gonna stop picking at him. He said he took a lot of blows last night. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Moore, it won't get any better. If we talk NFL, it's not gonna get any better tonight either, Tim Moore. So. <laughs> Let's welcome in Jay Hayes to the show. Jay Hayes, how are you? I'm great, Princess. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Thank you for being on. All right. Tim, um, nope, nope, nope. Steve Thornton, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm never had it so good. (laughs) (laughs) And Tim's sister can sing. She has a beautiful voice. I'll leave it at that. Okay. The sister can also sing. Yeah, the family is Uh very... Very talented. It's talented. Okay. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, Lewis, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Happy Tuesday to you all. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. And, of course, I say the best for last, Duck. Ricky Porter, oh, how boy. are you, sir? Okay. okay. <laughs> Hello, Princess. How are you? What's up, fellas? Slippery <laughs> <laughs> Rick. <laughs> uh, Big J. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> We're waiting on you, Doug. Okay. Hey, let's, let's, get, let's, let's talk a little open mic. Uh, let's start off with Jay Hayes. What you got for us, Jay? Well, I, I uh, heard some news today uh, about the merger of the XFL and the USFL. I don't know how true it is. I couldn't couldn't really come up with anyone of authority to uh, let me know that this is truly being talked about. But uh, it, I guess it's potentially going to happen that uh, there may be some sort of merger, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, you know, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see if they incorporate all 16 teams uh, into one league or if there's – because there's some carryover with two teams in Houston and things like that. You know, we have one hub in the XFL in Dallas. We play our games uh, at at the sites where um, the USFL has like three or four hubs and they only play in, in four sites. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how they come together in this. 
Okay. Uh, what about uh, Will? What you got for us? Yeah, I think that that is uh, definitely worth uh, mentioning, uh, the XFL-USFL uh, merger. And there will be a few things coming down. I think that will answer uh, all of Coach uh, Hayes' questions about the number of teams, um, the number of uh, hubs, uh, you know, the, how players will be reacquired. So there is some validity to the uh, to the rumor. Uh, that was the one thing. The other thing, I guess, as far as open mic, is still kind of the, the normal stuff, um, uh, building off this weekend. Um, I kind of like the idea that uh, Coach Sanders out in Colorado took the high road um, and uh, condemned some of the uh, uh, death threats that the uh, player from the opposing team was getting because of his, his vicious play. Uh, so I think that, that was important. And then certainly – um, the other thing that's hot right now is just how uh, Mel Tucker is being terminated or is officially being terminated out at Michigan State. Steve, what you got for us? Open mic. Hey, good afternoon. Good evening, brother. Uh, hey, I was just looking at the Internet, and apparently the USFL, XFL thing is a real thing, although they say they are close but a deal isn't done yet. So the, the rumors have some validity to them, to them, but it hasn't actually, come, actually hasn't gone down yet. So I guess they're trying to figure out T's and C's. And the other thing that's on my mind is uh, a little sickened by last night watching the football game and watching Nick Chubb go down. That, uh, I don't know, it just it broke my heart. He's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, running back right now. So to see him go down and get carted off the field was pretty sad, especially in the atmosphere that we're in now where running backs are really undervalued. But uh, to see him go down and appear to be a pretty serious knee injury, I don't know. It was a little disheartening, like I said. kind of kind of made me sad. I was I watched the rest of the game kind of with one eye, if you will. I wasn't really focused on it, but uh, that was pretty disturbing. Okay. Uh, since uh, Ricky has cooled down a little bit from the Buffalo Bill deal, Ricky, open mic. <laughs> well, you know what, though, Duck, it's funny you said that. Um, I'm going to take a minute to just, you know, I joke a lot and stuff, but I just want to commend the Denver Broncos for an outstanding job. Uh, I've worked for a lot of teams, coached front office, you know, um, and played for a lot of different teams. But I have to say that Denver Broncos is probably one of the the best organizations that I've ever worked with. Um, you know, rest his soul, Mr. Pat Bolin, you know, is no longer here. He, I think he started this as, with ownership and, you know, with Dan Reeves and then he bring Mike Shanahan, you know, after that comes in. And now even with Sean Payton, I noticed that what they do is they they really take care of their players and they do it the right way. Um, you know, when we get out of the game, we just kind of like, you know, we still, you know, guys like us still keep communicating, we keep in touch but they try to keep their alumni together. Now, I'm not downing any other team. I, I can only talk for the teams that I play for. But this team right here, they beat the bushes to find everybody that they could that was a part of the, the – what they did is they celebrated the 25th year of the back-to-back -back 
Super Bowl championships, and they had a whole weekend for us. Um, you know, everything was paid for, accommodations, flights, hotels, food. We had a, a party, uh, a reception at um, Mike Shanahan's restaurant. Then the next day we all went to practice. After practice, we had a reception that night, and then the game on Sunday, and then they brought us all down on the field on Sunday um, at halftime and introduced everyone. And uh, to see all the old guys that you played with, it, it brought back so many memories. And to uh, be able to exchange numbers with guys that you had lost contact with. And then we all talked about the brothers and, and, and that we've lost, you know, um, and some that I forgot that we had lost, you know. And it was just a great, it was a great thing. Everybody sat up in the suite, watched the game. They almost pulled it out at the end. It was a great play at the end. The Hail Mary um, made that, but, the, you know, missed the two-point conversion. But um, I just wanted to go off book a little bit because I know Princess would be okay with it. <laughs> and I just wanted to tell everybody that uh, I, I, kudos, and I commend the Denver Broncos. If you all have been there, you know, everybody on this phone I know, and I know you would have loved to just the way that – and they also gave us – Every event we went to, they had gifts for us. I'm talking about jackets, tennis shoes, uh, shirts. I mean, whatever you had, you always walked away with a little bag from every event. So they really made us feel like home, and um, it, it really brought back a lot of memories. Everybody had both of their rings on and everything, and so it was just nice. So I just wanted to, you know, I'm finished up. That's it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm sure everybody else on here too. Well, congratulations, Ricky. It, it, it is yeah. uh, a great, a great moment, man. You know, look, I, I just felt, I just felt, just saying, like I was living through you, man. So hey, all <laughs> hey, Duck. I'm gonna add one thing to it. Um, and my wife was okay with it. My youngest son, who is is playing pro baseball right now, he. We, I took him as my plus one because he was born in Denver, and he's never been to Denver. He was too young to remember. So to take him back and, um, like, when we when we went to the first Super Bowl, me and my wife have a picture, and, you know, says stomach is out there at the Super Bowl. So he was in our stomach for the first Super Bowl, but <laughs> he was born for the second Super Bowl, but he, he doesn't know Denver. He doesn't know us, his hometown. So for him yeah. to go out there – and see where he's, you know, where he was born, it really meant a lot to him. Okay, all right. All right and what, what, what pro team is he playing for, Ricky? He's, he's, he's playing up in Michigan right now, in the Indy League right now. Um, uh, they're called the Hoppers or something up there. And, you know, it's a process in baseball. You're trying to work your way up. Oh, yeah. So uh, he's a he's – a, the thing that is in – that people are liking about him is the fact that he's a switch hitting catcher, and catchers are—they don't really depend on catchers to be big hitters. He is a pretty good hitter, but he hits from both sides of the plate too. So we just gonna pray for him and, and just hope he makes it. If, if that's you know, it's his dream. Yeah, right. <coughs> that's a lot. Okay. Open eye, open mic, uh, Princess. What you got for us? Um, and yeah, Ricky, you could talk all night if you like to. Um, I want to oh talk my, that's or my just, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 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 man that that died at the incident of the Patriots and the 
the Dolphins, and there was a fight in the stands, and there was an incident, and he got punched several times, although it is said from just the news that um, the man grabbed another fan first. Uh, he was a Patriots, and the others were Dolphins, but um, he died at the hospital, um, and that's just sad. You know, um, this is just a game. Uh, can we not go and enjoy this sport um, and and not do that in the stands. Um, I, I thought that was sad, and I, I wanted to bring that up. Tim Moore is also on. Okay, uh, right before Tim gets ready to talk open mic, I thought Will, Will brought up a great point uh, where he talked about Deion Sanders taking you know, the high yeah. road, which I, which I understand. Uh, my thing is, you know, we all thought that kid should have been kicked out of the game. Everybody knows that. But mm-hmm. uh, death, for death threats, I thought that was kind of going a little bit too far. Completely over the top to a young yeah, man yeah. who can't be more than twenty twenty one. Um, and this is what we do after a game. And and I'm I'm glad that Coach Sanders is saying he didn't sign up for that. And, and it, it, he said at best he made a mistake. And he said, you know, but – Death threats, um, I think that's taken a little bit too far, too. He said he's a young man trying to live out his dream that made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, Tim, open mic, Tim. Yeah, um, I'm going to pull uh, Tony Coleman, if you don't mind, for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little, little more than a week ago, uh, the uh, USA basketball lost in the World uh, uh, FIBA World Cup. And uh, it was on the heels of comments about it not being the NBA championship being an NBA championship and not a world championship. Questions about whether we still have uh, dominance in uh, in sports in general. But of course, we're we're doing football uh, because we're one of the only uh, uh, countries in the world that plays football. But um, uh, not so much the dominance issue. But the, the issue that I brought up a couple of times this year at the, after this year's NBA Finals is I think the era of small ball is over at basketball. I think it was a, a Golden State Warriors thing where you had two of the greatest shooters we've ever seen in Clay Thompson and uh, Steph Curry. Uh, but if you don't have shooters like that, you can't play that, that style of basketball and win. But we're seeing uh, teams with really big guys uh, Starting to take advantage of, of smaller guys who try to play that uh, that small ball uh, style, and I think the FIBA World Cup sort of showed that again. We'll probably see more of that uh, unless it's Steph Curry and uh, and uh, Thompson uh, that are shooting the ball. Okay, uh, I will come back to you, Rick, because I want to know who's your top five college football teams this week. Okay. Um... This week, Duck, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep, you know, naturally Georgia's, I'm going to leave them at number one. Uh, I got Michigan at number two. And um, Texas at number three. Um, Florida State drops, I, I dropped them one slot, so I'm going to have them uh, come in there and then um, and then I'm bring up USC at the end. So Georgia, Michigan, oh. Texas, Florida State, and USC. I Jay Hayes. Um, I'm gonna go Georgia, SC, Michigan, 
Texas, Florida State. Okay, Steve Thornton. Well, I guess, you know, I think we're all in agreement on Georgia being the top team. And until somebody beats them, uh, you know, or, or they don't show up well, they'll be number one. But Georgia, and I'm going to go homer on you and put Texas at two. And I'll take Florida State at three and Southern Cal at four and Michigan at five. I don't like Michigan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I uh, preface. <laughs> Speaking of don't like, um, I have uh, Texas at number one. I thought Georgia struggled with South Carolina, and I thought they didn't play well, and I don't like Georgia, so and it's my top five. So Texas at number one, Georgia at number two, as Michigan at three, Penn State, the Kitty Cats at number four, and USC, Ohio State tied for five. Okay, Tim. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna go Georgia one, um, Texas two, uh, Florida State three, Penn State four, and uh, Michigan five. I will. I'll stay with uh, Georgia at one, um, Michigan uh, until they do something wrong uh, at two. Uh, Texas has moved into three for me. USC. Uh, at number four, and then Florida State is at five for now. Okay, I want to stay right with you, Will, because I want to know if these teams are pretenders or contenders. UCLA, Oregon State, Washington State. Um, I'm going to go with UCLA, um, despite their coach, uh, as being for real uh, in a fact. <laughs> Pac-12 uh, conference, so I'm going to give them the benefit doubt for uh, uh, for another week. So I'm going to say UCLA is for real. Oregon State, um, I think, plays tough and physical, but I think that they're going to get exposed. And I think that uh, Washington State is um, wide open. I think they're they're for real as well. So I'm going to go with Washington State as being real. Okay, uh, Jay Hayes, pretender or contender? I, I always have my doubts about UCLA uh, till the end of the year. Um, I I just always, you know, I, I think it's that vape, that powder blue. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to say they are pretenders. Um, I I think Oregon State is, you know, they haven't really played anyone yet. They're probably pretenders as well. They're going to end up getting beat here pretty quick. And same with Washington State. When when they go on the road, they're not going to play as good as they play in Pullman. Um, even though I like their team, uh, I, I could see them winning upwards of nine games But uh, with that quarterback they have. But uh, if uh, I, I, I don't see them, you know, carrying this through the year. So I would say all three of them are pretenders. Okay, Ricky, pretenders or contenders? um, Yeah, (laughs) I want to give them all to say they're all pretenders, to be honest with you, Um, (laughs) kind of like what Jay was saying, but 
Um, although the, the Pac-12 is kind of strong this year, um, I only see possibly UCLA and I'll say USC as the serious contenders. But um, for the most part, I, I don't see um, oh, who is it? Oregon State and Washington State being contenders. So I'm, I'm going to just say they're all pretenders, except UCLA has a question mark by them. Okay. Uh, Princess, pretenders or contenders? I'm going pretender for UCLA. I, I really like Oregon State and, and DJ and how he bounced back, back after the transfer from Clemson. And then um, pretender for Washington State. All right. Tim, pretenders or contenders? Um, I'll say UCLA has a very impressive, I think it's the freshman quarterback, um, that uh, is making a little bit of noise out there. Um, but I still think uh, they're they're probably a pretender. Uh, I believe Oregon State's for real. Uh, Washington State, I think, is a pretender as well. Okay, Steve Thornton. Man, that's a tough question. And I but you know what? For the sake of the show, and I think they're all pretenders. And the reason I say that is because, especially in the Pac-12. There's always some upsets, like when Oregon State plays Oregon or Washington plays Washington State. So you never know. So I'm going I'm to take the high road and say that they're all pretenders because I don't know any better. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to say they're all contenders. And we're talking about are we talking about contending for the national championship or just contending to be elite? To be elite. Hmm. Then I'll stick by my my comments and saying, you know, I think that any of the three of them might wind up having a pretty good elite season and upsetting some of the folks that we all do consider as contenders. So go pack 12 and beat up on each other. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the second coming of the SEC. What do you think? No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right, Steve, I'm going to stay with you because I want to do the discussion of uh, the Minnesota-UNC game and Washington and Michigan State. These are upcoming games, right? No, no, they played last weekend. They played last weekend. Yeah. Minnesota played who? UNC. UNC. I thought you said USC. I'm sorry. I I misunderstood you. Um, But that was a game we talked about a little bit last week on, or maybe it was one of your your picks, Princess. But I I picked UNC, and and I thought that they would pull it out, and they did. Um, Mac Brown is a good coach. I don't know if they are going to be, you know, really competitive at the end because in the ACC, I guess they still got to go through like Florida State and Miami and shoot, maybe even if if Clemson can right their ship. I don't know. But that one didn't didn't surprise me, and I had picked UNC. Uh, who was the other one that you mentioned, Doug? Washington and Michigan State. Oh, well, shh. We called that one last week, you know. 
whether whether anything was going on at Michigan State or not, I had picked Washington. And like I said, you know, Michael Penix Jr. I think is a legitimate. And, and not to say that anyone else is not legitimate. Let me say that first. But I think he is a legitimate Heisman candidate if they can can win some tough games, beat the, the, the Washington State. I don't know if they play if everybody in the Pac-12 plays one another. But, you know, if they can get by like a USC and, and beat the rival Washington State, you know, I would love to see Michael Penix Jr. in that Final Four. That's just how much I, I like his game. So those are my thoughts on those two games, UNC played Minnesota and beat them and, uh, and beat them rather handily, I think. And then you had uh, Washington winning too so okay. I, I, uh, Will, I like the Huskies alright Will Lewis um, yeah I thought uh, you know Minnesota kind of did what they normally do uh, they've got the ability to, to run the ball uh, the problem is when you have a quarterback like uh, Drake May over at UNC and he's throwing for 400 yards it's tough to for a, a running team uh, like Minnesota to keep pace with them. So it was just a matter of time before UNC pulled away with it, and, and they did. Um, and, and, and same thing with uh, UW against Michigan State. I think you, you still, and, and I think we just mentioned that, uh, you still have a, uh, a Heisman candidate at quarterback at UW with, with Michael Penix as well. Um, and I think uh, they're just way too explosive for, um, you know, it's not even an overrated Michigan State team. It's just really kind of an, an inept uh, Michigan State uh, team over there. So UW clearly uh, outmanned them, and same thing with uh, uh, UNC uh, down in, uh, down against uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. All right, Jay Hayes. Yeah, I, I was not surprised uh, that North Carolina beat Minnesota. Um, you know, they played better defensively. Uh, you know, holding Minnesota to 13 points. Uh, I, I don't know that uh, Minnesota is that dynamic, um, but, you know, North Carolina played a little better defensively than they have uh, over the last couple years. Uh, you know, I know they're good on offense for sure uh, with Drake May and, and uh, you know, the Taylor at running back and or well Taylor plays from Minnesota, I'm sorry. But uh, you know, the McCullum kid had hundred and sixty five yards uh in receiving for North Carolina in May through for one fourteen. Um you know we knew what was gonna happen with Washington and and Michigan State. I mean Michigan State just totally gutted with all the stuff going on there. And and then going up against Michael Penix, you know, guy through for 473 yards and four touchdowns, uh, just was, uh, you know, they they talk about Michigan State being the woodshed. They got taken to the woodshed on this one, and uh, really, really didn't have a chance, you know. And you feel bad for the kids at Michigan State because it yeah. wasn't, you know, that's not their fault. Um, that uh, um, you know, again, as as we all know, that stuff's undefeated, and even if it's uh, not not good stuff, 
uh, somebody wanted it, I guess. I, you know, I, I feel, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I don't know what my man, I don't know what my man Melvin was doing. Uh, you know, I, 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 I haven't talked to him since uh, the spring, but man, oh man, did he, he, he really messed up. I mean, to leave $78 million on the table, as, as George Perlis told me a long time ago, don't leave money on the table. Shake every nickel out of their pocket. He didn't. He didn't go to that class with George, I guess, at Michigan State. No. So, so he. Yeah, I, I just, he was, just he dumb, was on the dumb, phone dumb. during class. Yeah, it was <laughs> dumb. That was dumb. All right, uh, Ricky. Okay, Doug. Um, you know, I thought NC State. Um, excuse me. UNC. UNC. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, UNC. Uh, I thought they looked strong. They took care of business, you know, um, over usually a pretty strong uh, Minnesota team. I was surprised that, you know, they did as well as they did. But um, I thought, um, uh, what's his name, Drake may play. He played well. You know, he's still a Heisman Trophy candidate. But uh, it turned out the way I thought it would. But I just, um, you know, just want to say I thought, you know, NC – UNC played well. Um, the Washington and the Michigan State game, I was kind of mixed on that. I said either these kids are going to come out and <laughs> win one for the coach or they were going to come down there and uh, do what they did. The way they played, they didn't look, excuse me, didn't look well at all. With all the scandal and everything, and now I think, um, well, he's been fired now. Um I just think this is going to be a year that they're just going to try to get through it and move on and uh, try to get somebody else in there to, to kind of salvage this year. I, like someone else said, I feel bad for the kids uh, yeah. because this is no control of, the, you know, this is out of their hands, if it, you know, this kind of thing is going on. And uh, I'm still, I know we're not talking about that right now, I'm still just kind of puzzled to this whole thing and and the reason behind it and, and how much truth is to it or whatever, but I guess what's done is done now. So, okay, uh, precious. Um, yeah, I picked Minnesota because you know I was looking at at, at North Carolina against App State, um, but I thought they looked good, and as someone said, they looked strong. Um, so, and and I I do like me. So, um, you know, good for them. I think they're still undefeated. Um, and I, I think they're in, in a, the ACC where there are not a whole lot of strong teams. I think they'll have to contend with Clemson, but more or less, more than anything, um, FSU. Washington and Michigan State, I like what Carlos said in that he, he was surprised that, that, you know, Michigan State can actually still feel the team and that more have not abandoned ship. Um, so, um, and, and I like Penix Jr. So um, those are my, my take on both of those games. Okay, uh, Tim. Yeah, um, you know, Mac Brown is a tremendous recruiter. I think this is his third year there at North Carolina. Uh, he, he, he is known for getting tremendous talent for his ball clubs. He did the same thing when he was at North Carolina before with Julius Peppers and Drake Bly and that group he had down there then. And then when he went to Texas, obviously he won a national title. Uh, I think he's starting to really build there at North Carolina and, uh, so uh, impressive performance there against Minnesota, which is, uh, I think, um, 
sort of top tier, although they're not at the top of the top tier in the Big Ten. Uh, pretty good program. That was impressive. Um, you know, Doug, I grew up, you know, like you know, in, in the South, in a rural area, uh, in the household of a mother who uh, was a good, devout Christian woman. Uh, and I used to think she was saved, except for when she would make me go out uh, when I was in trouble and pick my own switch uh, as to what, how she was going to whip me with. And if it wasn't big enough, she'd go out and pick one for me. Um, I kind of felt like that's what Washington did with Michigan State this week. They didn't just take them to the woodshed. They made them go pick their own switch. It was bad. Yeah. Okay. I want to stay with you, Tim, because uh, I want you to uh, take next week's games. What we got going on, Tim? Okay. Coming up this week, uh, we've got FSU, Florida State. And Clemson, the big matchup everybody's been waiting for in the in the Atlantic Coast Conference. What are you thinking, Ricky Porter? Uh, might happen. I think they're in death out. Did we lose Ricky? He is a loss. I'm, so, He's I'm, just I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Tim, I'm going to take Florida State over uh, Clemson. Uh, I think it's going to be a hard-fought battle, but uh, I think uh, Florida State will pull this one out, even though it's in Death Valley. Okay. Um, Jay Hayes, what, what are you thinking? Uh, that's a tough place to play on a normal tip, but uh, Florida State's resurgent this year. They are. Uh, they struggled uh, with Boston College uh, last week. I, I saw some of that game. Um, I was impressed with how Boston College almost pulled it out. Uh, Clemson's still kind of up and down to me. Um, I think it was a wake-up call for Florida State, and they'll play better this week. Uh, I, I have Florida State winning that game. Okay. Steve, uh, Steve Thornton, what do you think of Florida State at Clemson? Uh, right now, I won't do anything to upset the apple cart, and I would love to see Florida State beat Clemson. Dabo, I don't know. Sometimes he rubs me the wrong way. So, and, you know, the fact that that uh, DJ transferred out, I, I won't say he got pushed out. He played pretty poorly at times. But uh, for those reasons, I will be pulling for and predicting a Florida State victory. And Clemson, I don't know. I, I don't know. They, they, he, he, he seems to recruit well. So I won't yeah, say yeah. that they're they're on the slide, but uh, right now we're going to do Florida State over Clemson this weekend. Okay, Princess, uh, you're down there in South Carolina. Uh, you know, Steve makes a good point. Clemson's always in the top five recruiting classes in the country, just at least for the past decade or so. Um, but, yeah. Uh, what's going on uh, this week with Florida State coming to town? I think that he has recruited well over the past five, six, seven years from moment there, he was on a run to, you know, consecutive Final Fours as far as college football playoffs are concerned. But um, both of these teams rubbed me the wrong way. And But uh, FSU, um, more more than any of them. So Clemson by two touchdowns. Okay, Will Lewis, what are you thinking? Uh, Florida State and uh, Clemson down to Death Valley. Yeah, I think um, – I think – uh, Clemson has has recruited well themselves uh, with every position except for the uh, quarterback position. They struggled there since I think Trevor Lawrence. 
Uh, I think Florida State, um, they kind of go as their quarterback goes, and he's played pretty well. It always takes him a little bit of time to settle down. Then he kind of gets in his rhythm and can make a whole lot of things happen. I think the biggest issue with uh, Florida State this past weekend um, was they were looking past uh, Boston College to Clemson, uh, and I think that kind of slowed them down with getting on track. So I would go with uh, FSU over Clemson this week. Okay. Uh, Duck Football Lives Matter. What what, what are you thinking? And he's playing at home this week. FSU, real quickly. (laughs) Okay, let me me stay with you. Um, I think Penn State's one of the better teams uh, in the country. Uh, What are you thinking of going against Iowa this week? I'll I'll take the kitty cats. Okay. Uh, uh, Richard Porter, what are you thinking? Penn State and Iowa. I'm going with the Penn State Nittany Lions. I don't know who the kitty cats are, but I'm going to go with them. Me either. (laughs) Okay, Will Lewis, you're a Pennsylvania guy. Uh, What are you thinking, Penn State and Iowa? Yeah, no contest. Definitely going with the kitty cats. Okay. Oh, Will Lewis. Hey, hey, uh, what do you think? Ah. Well, if you can't go to college, go to State Penn. So I'm going to go with Penn State. <laughs> 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 Steve Thornton, what do you think of Penn State and Iowa? This one is going off the rails, so I'm just going to say Penn State. Why, why, do you, why does Duck call Penn State the kitty cat? I thought that was Pitt. No. No, no they're just they're, 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 Don't confuse yeah. those two. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Princess, what are you thinking? Uh, uh, Penn State and Iowa. You almost said the State 10, didn't you, didn't you Tim? I almost said um, it. I almost did. <laughs> um, I like James Franklin and what he's doing there. Um, so, But I'm, I'm going Penn State. Okay, let me stay with you. Um Dion's taking his boys out to Oregon this week. Tough place to play. Uh, first real test, I think, on their schedule, although Colorado State tested them last week. What do, what do you think is going to happen at Austin Stadium? You know, I put in the thread with this, you know, the first five games, they weren't going to win more than one or two. Um, I was wrong with that. And I actually am going to lean towards Colorado. I watched the Oregon game this past weekend, and, and like I said last night, Tim, I think um, – that line, the offensive line for Oregon, is, is not that big. And I think that maybe um, the defensive side of Colorado can, can do something with that. I'm going to pick uh, Colorado by three. Okay. Doug, mm. you've been on the bandwagon with uh, Dion early. Uh, what are you thinking there? Well, we're here. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> with the sunglasses. Okay. Uh, Will Lewis, what are you thinking, Colorado and uh, Oregon? At work, because my son went to Colorado. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I mean, it'd be you'd uh, you'd love to see Colorado continue on this uh, on their role. I just think Oregon has too much offensive firepower, and I think that's where Colorado's defense uh, has lacked. I think Colorado can match them um, point for point. I just think Colorado's defense is a little bit suspect. And Oregon has too many weapons, so Oregon uh, wins by a few. Okay, Rick Porter, what are you thinking, Oregon, uh, Colorado? Well, you know, Tim, I, I 
and I don't mean this in a negative way. I haven't jumped on the bandwagon yet, but I'm definitely pulling for Dion them to to keep doing well and winning and and just shocking the world. I think with uh, Travis Hunter going out and whether they can find somebody who can place him, excuse me, replace him, I believe that uh, if they win this one, I may jump on the bandwagon, but I think this is going to be their first test, and I'm going to take um, Oregon on this one. But I'd like to see a good showing by Colorado. Good. Coach Hayes, I think you've coached at Austin Stadium. You know what that atmosphere is like, and Colorado's walking in there. I, I do. Uh, it's a difficult, difficult place to play. Um, and uh, I, I, I think Oregon will outlast Colorado this week. Um, it be a tight game, uh, but I, I think the Ducks will pull it out. You know, although I'd, I'd love to see Colorado continue, but I, I just don't think I, I've been there. and It's hard. That place is hard. Hard. Okay. Okay, we're going to try to try to give me short answers if you can so we can get through our, our lineup here. But I'm going to stay with you, Coach Hayes, uh, Oregon State and uh, Washington State. Uh, where's the game? Is it in that Pullman I don't know. It? Pullman? I thought it, was it, is Pullman. In, it is in Pullman. Pullman. I'll, I'll go with the Cougars. Okay. Um, Will Lewis, what are you thinking? Uh, Oregon State, Washington State. Yeah, same. I, this is, I think this is where Oregon State gets uh, exposed. Uh, Washington State can score a bunch of points. So, Washington State. Uh, Steve Thornton, I think these are the two teams that are left over in what was the Pac-12. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, I will take Oregon State simply because I want DJ to do well. And on the other game, I'm, I would like to see Colorado win, but I think Oregon will win because they have the baddest uniforms in the country. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, Princess, what are you thinking? Oregon State and Washington State. I'm going to take Oregon State. I'm, I'm rooting for DJ. I, I don't have any other um, <laughs> information besides that. Yeah. Okay, uh, Rick Porter, what are you, what are you thinking? They must say it's going to be a high-scoring affair, and Washington State will pull us one out. Okay, and Duck, uh, the two leftovers from the Pac-12. Oregon State. <laughs> Okay, let me stay with you, Doug, for a second. Um, UCLA and Utah. Utah. Okay. Uh, Rick Porter, uh, UCLA and Utah. I'm with Doug, Utah. Okay, Will Lewis, UCLA and Utah. UCLA shows that they are pretenders, so Utah. (laughs) Okay. Jay Hayes, what are you thinking, Utah and UCLA? Utah. Okay, Steve Thornton, UCLA and hey, Utah. I'll stay with Utah. They're in Utah, so we'll go with the Utes. Okay, Princess, uh, what do you think, Utah and UCLA? UCLA. I'm not picking Utah. Okay, let me <laughs> stay with you, um, if we can, for a minute. Uh, the big game everybody's been talking about, Ohio State going into South Bend to take on uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. What do you think, Princess? I would love to see Marcus Freeman come out on the winning side of this, but I'm going to pick Ohio State. I think they go in and win. Okay. Uh, Rick Porter, they're uh, greatly improved with uh, Sam Hartman, a quarterback. Uh, Notre Dame, I uh, talked to a big, good friend of mine, the Ohio State fan, and he's scared about this one. What are you thinking? Well, this is a pick that's with my heart and not my head, but I'm going Notre Dame. I can't, I can't go against them. 
Okay, Coach Hayes, uh, what are you thinking, Notre Dame and Ohio State? Uh, I like Notre Dame. Uh, I, I, I question Ohio State's quarterback, so Notre Dame's my pick. And and I coached there and won a lot of games there. So it's in okay. South Bend. Yeah. Uh, Will Lewis, uh, the, the, you got a point, and Sam Hartman's playing great ball this year. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, I think that makes all the difference in the world. It's such a adds such an extra dynamic to uh, to uh, Notre Dame's offense, and I think just like Coach uh, Hayes just said, Ohio State hadn't really proved that they've got a legitimate quarterback. So I think uh, go with Notre Dame for the win. Okay, Steve Thornton, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and South Bend. I'll pick Notre Dame too. Uh, don't don't really know why, but uh, <laughs> but I do like the quarterback Sam Hartman. Is impressive with his, you know, control of things and what's going on in the field. And they got a really, really good running back I've been impressed with, Notre Dame does. So, uh, hey, and, and I'll just say this, 2023 is going to be a wacky college football season, Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, Duck, uh, they're going in uh, the shadow of touchdown Jesus there at South Bend. What are you thinking? You just said it, touchdown Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right, it's you, Duck. I uh, stand with you, Tim. What pro football game did you watch this weekend? I, you know, I, I really sat down. I was I was on the road for much of the time, so I didn't get to see a whole lot of ball. But I did watch that Cleveland Browns uh, Pittsburgh game last night. Uh, pretty intense ball game. Not a well played game, but uh, intense rivalry. Um, really concerned about the Cleveland Browns, and I thought going into the game that they were going to be a contender this year. But without uh, the running back uh, Chubb, Chubb, uh, yeah. oh, that was that's, that's a tough blow. Yeah. Okay. So you uh, didn't see the four o'clock game on Sunday. <laughs> they played a four o'clock game Sunday. All right, <laughs> uh, Francis. What what pro game did you watch, Francis? I watched um, the Miami Patriots game. A little bit of that. Um, I, I think I watched the full game of, of Atlanta in, in Green Bay. I wanted to see Jordan Love. And then um, at 4 o'clock, I watched the Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers, you know, without Jets um, against my <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. So, um, sorry, Tim. They look bad. You need a quarterback, Tim. You need a quarterback bad. <laughs> Trey Lance. <laughs> hey, Doug, right. finish out for me. If you can finish okay. out, I need to prepare. Uh, Steve Thornton, what game pro game did you watch? I watched the Cowboys beat the Jets. And the only really interesting comment that I have about it is it was 30 to 10. We all know that. But the Cowboys left a lot of points uh, on the table. I think early somebody said never, never leave any money on the table. And, and don't leave any points on the table either. Uh, I mean, you got my boy had five field goals, which is great. But I just hate it when you kick a whole bunch of field goals. They missed a lot of scoring opportunities. But, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, obviously. And so that was the D game that I watched. And I watched the, some of the Dolphins-Patriots game just so I could see Tyreek Hill run by people. Okay. All right. Jay Hayes, what did you watch this weekend? Um you know, of course, I watched Thursday night, uh, Eagles-Vikings. That was a good game. Uh, Eagles, you know, really overpowered them. Uh, watched the Bengals-Ravens. 
uh, having coached in that game a bunch. Uh, the Bengals just can't get it together. And then Joe Burrow ended up uh, injured at the end of it, so that's not good for them. Um, you know, Buccaneers won again uh, over the Woeful Bears. Uh, and uh-huh. then last night, uh, I, you know, watched that Steeler-Browns game and I know people always talk about how good a player Nika Fitzpatrick is, but honestly, I, I just felt like he took a really cheap shot at Nick Chubb last night. Uh, you know, I, hitting him low like that in a crowd, uh, he didn't need to do that, and I, I, I thought he just chickened out hitting him that way. And... Uh, I, I don't. I didn't like that, and I, I've questioned whether that guy is as good as people say he is all the time. And uh, last night, that that just turned my stomach just watching him do that because I thought there was another way uh, he could have tried to tackle him, you know. But uh, that was a wild game. Uh, the Steelers' defense came through for him, uh, scored in the first first play of the game, and then at the end of the game uh, to get the win for him. But uh, I just didn't like like that injury at all. Okay, uh, Ricky, what, what game did you watch? Uh, well, you don't you know I was at the Washington Denver game, and um, I was surprised because Denver jumped out. And I thought, you know, they were going to maybe walk away with it. Washington fought back. It was an okay game. Um, the most exciting thing was at the end of the game. I uh, thought they were going to pull that one out. But then um, I, can, I tend to lately, uh, well, not lately, over the last years or something, been kind of pulling for the Ravens. So I know that that's like their nemesis to play the um, Bengals, for them to be able to pull that out. And Lamar, who I, I really like him, play very well. So um, those are two games I watched, the Washington-Denver in the Ravens and uh, the Bengals. All right, Will Lewis. Yep. Saw the uh, the uh, Arizona game uh, versus the New York Giants. Um, I really just saw Arizona fall apart in, in the fourth quarter against a Giants team that lost forty to nothing to Dallas the week before, um, which kind of goes to show exactly what uh, you can expect from Arizona. Uh, also saw the uh, New England um, Miami game, uh, and in that game. You got to see uh, defense, you know what I mean, because you actually saw a guy who understands how to defend a uh, a pass receiver in, in Tyree Hill, you know, who actually decimated the Chargers the week before. Um, but that, I thought that was a, a good defensive game plan by the New England New England team. Uh, and the final game really was the Chargers against Tennessee. Um, again, it, it just shows the Chargers are not very good at pass, uh, pass defense. Um, and there were third-down situations. I think they were 2 of 14 on offense uh, for third-down situations, but Ryan Tannehill was 20 of 24 uh, for 250 yards against uh, the Chargers defense. So I'd say the coordinator from the Chargers is in a little bit of trouble right now. Okay. All right, guys, we've got about six minutes, so I want to say what you will. Are you beefing or making us go, hmm? Um, just a uh, – uh, maybe a little bit of both, I guess. Um, and, and really my comment is just about the uh, NFL uh, league office um, bringing up charges against the NFL PA, the Players Association. 
because at one point there was a, a a story out there that the uh, the the PA the Players Association had encouraged running backs in general to fake injuries, um, you know, just to to help them with their leverage in contract negotiations. So that's a, it's a little bit of a beef, but also is a little bit of a hmm moment. Okay, Steve Thornton, beefing and making us go hmm. Gosh, I don't even have one that I can think of. Other than I'm still trying to figure out what happened to guys wearing knee pads. I saw a guy, he looked like he had on shorts <laughs> with a couple of little paper, pieces of paper where thigh pads used to be. So right, I'm right. like, hmm, I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of of blows to take to the knees, I guess. And the other thing that I've, we haven't talked about it, but the other thing real quick is like Jerry Jones. <laughs> I love the Cowboys, but they are crazy. Jerry Jones getting Trey Lance without telling anybody. <laughs> like, this dude is really crazy. But uh, he makes it interesting for everyone, I think. Love him or hate him. I love the Cowboys. But Jerry, he makes me go, hmm, all the time. All the time. <laughs> all right. There you go. Uh, Jay Hayes. Um, you know, I with uh, the Bengals and, and – uh, Joe Burrow, you know, coming back too soon. Uh, they And it showed by the end of the game the guy was limping off the field. Uh, they probably shouldn't have played him at the beginning of the year and just let him heal up. Uh, you would think as young of a guy as he is, uh, he, he would heal faster, but he has shown over his career – that, uh, you know, he's injury-prone. And really, you know, the, his first the beginning of the year, he is 1-7 in, uh, in his first four years in, in the first two games and uh, has a way higher winning percentage after those two games. Uh, so they probably should have left him to heal, and they would have still been 0-2 instead of having him now he's injured and going into the season. And most guys don't get better from an injury in an NFL season as the year goes. So um, I don't I don't like what, what they got coming ahead of them for right now. Okay. Uh, Ricky Porter, beefing and making us go, hmm. You know, Doug, a little, a little both, and I'll make mine quick. The beef and the things that make you go, hmm, is, was the officiating of the Colorado, Colorado State game. Um, I think they, they either called eight or nine um, personal fouls during there. But then for the kid to do what he did, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but for the kid to do what he did in, in the way he stood there and everybody, all officials were there, to not eject that kid, that just kind of bothered me a little bit. So I don't have much to say, but that that's it was officiating all around with that game. Okay. Uh, Tim. Um, I, I'll make this real quick. I have no idea why the New York Jets are not talking about getting a quarterback in the, in the uh, camp. They will not win with Zach Wilson. Make you go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Jay I, I second that emotion. 
Steve Thornton, <laughs> Will Lewis, Ricky Porter, and Tim Moore. It's never had it so good radio. We're out. See you next week. Steve. All right, later, buddy. Later, man. Take care, guys. Bye. Stay safe. All right.